Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here. We are focused in the South Bay of Los Angeles and talking all things real estate, local South Bay real estate on the show today. It is February 3rd, 2022. I have to ask for everyone's forgiveness because I said I was giving you two podcasts a month. We are on podcast number two of the year, and I'm already on February. Forgive me. I'm going to bring you a lot of heat in February. We're going to catch up. Still tons of content, tons of real estate news to share um, throughout February and March. So believe me, the podcast isn't going anywhere, and I appreciate everyone who's hanging out there, listening uh, to each episode, and giving me a little bit of grace on getting these babies out to you. So for this week's episode, we're going to go through the quarterly results. So if you read my written blog every week, you got some of the quarterly results, fourth quarter, year over year for Manhattan, Redondo, Hermosa Beach, and the Palos Verdes Peninsula. I'm going to dig in a little bit more, at least in audio form, I can give you a little bit more nuance. I won't hammer the numbers as hard as I did in the written blog, but we'll we'll get down into details like sales numbers, uh, why one city in particular didn't jump compared to the rest. And then we're going to transition into kind of some market fervor that we've been seeing. There has been no slowdown. If anything, real estate has been ramping up even more to start 2022 in terms of prices. There is no inventory. It's so tough out there. uh, And we're seeing some incredible happening. So after the quarterly numbers, I'm going to show you guys a townhome complex in North Redondo that really demonstrates the insanity of the market. Or maybe it's not insanity because the market's the market, but demonstrates how powerful some of these market trends are and how it's affecting pricing. It's a really cool uh, example and a little anecdotal piece of evidence in the market. And then, of course, talk about a record asking price on the Manhattan Beach Strand, whether they'll get it, why they're probably asking for it, and what it might mean for the market. So quarterly results, fourth quarter, year over year, onto a Redondo anecdotal uh, example for you, and then a Manhattan Beach Strand record asking price. Let's jump right into it, okay? Here we go. We'll start with Manhattan Beach. Year over year numbers. So normally when the year concludes, 2021 concludes, I will take all of the numbers from 2021. Q1, 2, 3, 4, and compare it to all of the numbers the previous year. I didn't do that this year because the start of 2021 had easier comps to compare to the start of 2020. Remember, we had lockdowns February, March, April that really affected the market, especially end of first quarter and beginning of second quarter. So if we group all of 2021 and compare it to all of 2020, The numbers are still going to be extremely lopsided in favor of 2021 because of such easy comps in 2020. So rather than normal, taking the entire year, I'm just taking the quarter. Quarter number four of 2021 versus quarter number four of, excuse me, quarter number four of 2022, 
quarter number four of 2021 and just comparing those quarters. Why? Because it's strength compared against strength. If we see a strong fourth quarter this year over last year's fourth quarter, it's a really big indicator that this market is incredibly strong and still rolling. Now that we've gotten out of all those funky COVID easy comps, it's going to be easier to take a full chunk of yearly data and compare it back there. But that will start in the coming quarters. So Manhattan Beach up year over year in the fourth quarter, 13% more strong growth. Um, The median price is just over $3 million, not a record, but Based on comparisons from the fourth quarter of the previous year, we are up nicely. Sales are down. That is a trend that we're seeing in all the cities. And let's just get it out of the way now. Sales are down in every single city except for Hermosa Beach. Hermosa Beach is the one outlier. It's been an incredibly uh, uh, solid performer. Pandemic, rebound, surge. It's just been steady Eddie. But... Manhattan Beach sales are down, all of PV Hills sales are down, and Redondo Beach's sales are down. Normally, that's an indicator that maybe the market is getting softer. That is not happening. This is purely supply and demand. There are so many more buyers than sellers. We are seeing record low inventory in every single city. The reason why sales are down is because there are no homes for sale. So there are fewer sales happening because there are just no homes available. And because of that, it's a classic supply demand imbalance and why we are seeing prices surging because buyers who go, I've had it, the inventory is low, we've been searching for a house for a year, two years, we're going to completely blow out the comps, secure the house and take it. And then that creates a new higher comp, which buyers then go, oh my gosh, that's a new comp, and it keeps feeding on itself. There has been no end to this, and I will tell you right now, this first quarter, even higher prices being broken, which we'll talk about on later podcasts. But Manhattan Beach up 13%, sales down. The PV Peninsula, sales down across the board in all four cities. Three of the four cities performed incredibly well. PVE up 35%, insane, up almost $700,000 on medium price year over year on Q4. RPV up almost 20%, that's $270,000 price increase one year ago. And Rolling Hills up a whopping 54%. Don't put a ton into that because there's so few sales every quarter in Rolling Hills, but Rolling Hills gains have been massive. It's the been the best performing market since the pandemic by a mile. And even though 50% is a little crazy when you take bigger data, it's not as huge. It's still the best performing market in the South Bay by a long shot. What's interesting is, is Rolling Hills Estates is only up a measly 3.4%. Normally that'd be great news on a quarter in a normal market. Really disappointing for RHE. Here's why though. It's down. Twofold, and I've said it a million times over, Rolling Hills Country Club is essentially officially sold out in terms of their new luxury homes. That 100-plus unit development by the new Rolling Hills Golf Course is donezo. So we're getting fewer four, five, $6 million comps 
because everyone's bought and staying in that new development, we're not getting those comparable sales contributed to a lot of this data. The second part of that is, is Rolling Hills Estates has quite a few of condos and townhomes in its city that were not selling during the COVID pandemic without vaccines. Now those are coming out to sell, and all those are going, although those are going higher, condos sale, sell significantly lower than single-family homes in Rolling Hills Estates, so it's dragging down the price growth. All in all, Rolling Hills Estates is doing well, but the numbers aren't going to look so good for the next few quarters now that condos are back and Rolling Hills Country Club is sold out. Sales are down significantly in all of those cities. PVE is actually just down 2%, but the rest of them are all down more than 10%, 15%, 14%, and 24%, which shows you the inventory squeeze on the hill. Moving on to Hermosa Beach, prices up 24% in Hermosa Beach. Unbelievable, especially when I was talking about how now that condos are coming back, Hermosa is a heavy condo market. Those are lower price sales. The fact that condos are coming back with a vengeance, Hermosa has a ton of them, and we're still seeing 24% price growth in Hermosa Beach. Simply amazing. And their sales are up 9%. So not only are prices up, but sales are going higher. It's strong upon strong upon strong in Hermosa Beach, our smallest city uh, that we cover here on the podcast and the blog. On the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show, it just shines all the time. Hermosa is kind of the, the little engine that could, and it just keeps going. So congrats to Hermosa Beach homeowners. Wrapping up the quarterly numbers, Redondo Beach up 13.2%. If you slice that between South Redondo and North Redondo, South Redondo 90277, up 10.5%. That does take a little bit of Hollywood Riviera, which is Torrance. And then you've also got North Redondo, which is up 12.9%. Again, sales down in Redondo Beach, but just slightly 2%. But great, great growth in Redondo Beach, both in the higher end market of South Redondo and the more affordable market of North Redondo. You guys, this market is just not quitting. The numbers, fourth quarter, really tough comps in Q4 of 2021, Q4 of 2022, it delivered. So strong, supply demand imbalances, and I will tell you to start off the month of January, I have buyers writing offers, and we have written quite a few offers and we are up against six offers, eight offers, 15 offers, writing 200 grand over asking in some cases, no calls back. Wrote 300 grand over asking, finished in second place. I've had a listing, half a million dollars we got over asking in Rancho Palos Verdes. It is incredibly strong. Buyers are putting their best foot forwards and sellers are reaping the benefits. How long can it last? Not forever but right now it's not stopping. So get used to it. Unfortunately for buyers and for sellers, you're doing quite well. Moving on to the next topic to show you how strong this market is, I'm gonna talk about a quote unquote designer perfect development in North Redondo. So I have some great clients, related family. One family is an architect and one family is a contractor. They bought a lot back in the day in North Redondo Beach and built some beautiful Cape Cod 
units. Gorgeous, maxed out the height, dormer windows, high ceilings, top-end finishes, big five bedrooms, so well thought out, so nicely finished. Um, those clients hired me to sell those units about five years ago, six years ago. We got a record price in North Redondo because they are so lovely um, and really kind of set a high sale in North Redondo. Well, those units that sold five, roughly five years ago came back to market one last year and another one just recently. And they're perfect comparables because they're essentially the same address. One's a back unit, one's a front unit, but they're both incredibly well done. And seeing them sold spaced out in the span of one year shows you basically an apples to apples comparison of the strength of this market. So the back unit came out last year to start the year, and it came out at 1.499 million. Just to give you some statistics, these are five bedroom, two on a lot townhomes in North Redondo, recently built, not that old, maybe seven years old, eight years old, well done. One came out for 1.499 last year, got multiple offers, and went way above asking, in fact, $112,000 over asking to ultimately close for $1.611 million. So $1.611 million was the final closing price. Its sister unit, or the front unit, came out a few weeks ago. Same size, same five bedrooms, didn't have the backyard as the back unit, but has a nice front yard, different features, but still generally the same square footage bedrooms. In this case, the owner had incredible designer furniture, incredible taste, great window finishing, something you would see in the Manhattan Beach sand section. Uh, the, the owner was actually the agent representing herself. She does a great job. I know her personally and obviously sold her the unit. She listed the home just a year later, almost $190,000 higher than the comp from last year. So she listed it aggressively higher, another 12% higher than the comp, which is right around what we've seen in growth in North Redondo Beach. Not only did they sell in two days, so before the open houses even wrapped up, the agent let me know. Now, now it's not 100% confirmed because they've got to go through everything. They got a two as the first number. So they came out at 1795 above the 1.611 asking price of the or ultimate closing price of the back unit. They asked a 12% premium and got another 200 grand over asking. So that's doubling the premium a little bit more, this unit, if everything stays together, will sell for 25% higher than its sister unit in the back that sold just last year. That is anecdotal evidence and an apples to apples comparison in the same complex of what is going on in this market. Buyers freaked out at the finishes, how incredibly well uh, decorated it was, and that there is no quality inventory. And someone went, I've got to have it. I'll overpay, in theory, overpay to lock it up. I will pay a huge number to make it mine, end this horrible home search that's so tough, and get an incredible property. 25% appreciation in one year in the same 
complex. Simply amazing. So hopefully that gives you some evidence and, and a story, so to speak, of what's going on in this marketplace. I'll tell you with my listing, we're going half a million dollars over in Rancho Palos Verdes. Incredible views, huge fixers. There really were no comps for it. And we we dangled the price low enough for the lions to bite, so to speak. And we got eight offers and are going half a million dollars over asking. It's happening everywhere for great, great, great properties. Moving on to our last topic of uh, this show is a pristine Manhattan Beach new listing. So last week, week and a half ago, two weeks ago, we saw a northern part of the Manhattan Beach Strand debut on the MLS. It's one of, you know, per the listing description, it's a quote unquote masterpiece. I would agree. It's incredibly well constructed. The attention to detail is something we rarely see in this real estate market. No expense spared. And I'm telling you, there are some bad builds on the Manhattan Beach Strand. This is executed perfectly. It is 7,500 square feet on a lot half of its size, but it is huge. It is beautiful. It's on the Manhattan Beach Strand, and it started its asking price at $30 million. To put in perspective, the highest sale ever on the MLS in Manhattan Beach was for $21 million a few years ago for a corner lot, essentially land play. It's a seven-unit building or so which actually kind of ruins it now because you can't build on it because of new Coastal Commission uh, rules. But that was the highest sale ever. For perspective, at the end of 2021, there was a newer or actually new construction home on the south part of Manhattan Beach, which is a more desirable location that sold for $19.2 million. So this home in a worse location is asking a $10, $11 million premium as the highest sale ever on the Manhattan Beach Strand. It's pretty amazing, but if we break it down, this home is almost double the size of its south-located Strand comp for $19.2 million. When you break it down on a price-per-square-foot basis, they're both asking, or one sold in the low at $4,400 a square foot, where this, since it's much larger... It's only asking a little bit higher than $4,000 a square foot. So in theory, there's an argument that it is well-priced. But what buyers have to analyze is, is it okay to pay $4,000 a square foot and get a discount to a $4,400 a square foot sale, but I'm in North Manhattan, farther North Manhattan rather than prime South Manhattan Beach? And that's the question that needs to be answered with this new listing. If you want to look up the address, the address is 3216 The Strand, asking $30 million, and its comp is 508 The Strand in Manhattan Beach. Check the data, look at the numbers, and you decide for yourself. The long and the short of it is this house is much better executed than its comp at $19.2 million. And you avoid buying a lot or an old home and having to remodel it and you move right in and have one of the, if not the nicest home in Manhattan Beach. But the long and the short of it is you're paying $30 million. You're paying $10, $11 million more than its closest comp. Is a buyer willing to do that? The market will tell us the answer. If this baby sells in a week or a month 
or a couple of months and they get close to full asking, it's an incredible sale and tells us how strong this market is. If, a, if buyers push back and go, I know it's one of the nicest homes on the Strand, but it's still north, I'm not willing to pay a $10 million premium, and I actually want a discount on a price per square footage, that's the market telling the seller what the market will bear. But really, it's the repercussions of what will come from this. Whatever this home ultimately sells at, whether it's $30 million, $25 million, or gets the $19.2 million that its comp got in South Manhattan Beach, it will tell us where the market is on the very high end. And as Manhattan Beach goes, so does the rest of the South Bay market. So this is an incredible asking price in one of the most coveted locations, if not the most coveted location in all of the South Bay, something to watch closely to tell us how much more steam this market has if we're just getting started, or hey, if buyers are starting to raise their hand and going, enough's enough, we're gonna pay a lot lower, or it ultimately doesn't sell because the demand isn't there. So something to keep your eye on with this incredible strength in the marketplace. You guys, to put a bow on all this, the numbers year over year are incredibly strong. Prices are going up. There's no inventory. There's incredible demand. You're seeing an anecdotal or an example evidence in North Redondo of a 25% jump in the same complex one year later. You're seeing a record asking price for $30 million. I'm having clients not get calls back offering 200 grand over asking. I have a listing that got eight offers and got half a million dollars over asking. I hate to pour on the strength, but that is the insanity in this market. Torrance is out of control. So are other areas surrounding the markets that we talk about. It is off to the races right now. My hope is there is some relief for buyers. My hope is there is more inventory coming this spring. We will watch it carefully for you, and we will report on it on coming Richard Haynes Real Estate Shows. Next week, since we are in February, it's Black History Month, I'm going to be covering real estate and how it relates to Black History Month. I'm going to be covering some ugly history in Palace Verdes with restricted covenants, and I am going to be giving some thoughts on how real estate agents need to think differently these days to make real estate more inclusive. That will be our next episode. Episodes after that, we're going to cover CAR's housing affordability, and we're going to get into some other really cool topics as well. So I'll see you next time on the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care.